Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week we're doing sort of a two-parter in that we're going to start our episode by telling you what we did over Litha. And then we're going to, in our second half, talk about pop culture magic. And so Litha was just a couple, not even a couple of weeks ago, it was last, I don't even remember. Yeah, one weekend ago. <laughs> I've lost all Ten time. days ago, something like that. <laughs> I've lost, I, I seriously have lost all sense of time. And Nancy and I were able to go away for the weekend uh, to, to the ocean, which is our, absolutely our sacred space. And we were able to do some magic. Yes, we did. And so we were, uh, we had said in our Litha episode that we were going to share with you what spells we did. I did... <laughs> <laughs> I what she did was showed me that she should have been a pitcher for the uh New York Mets <laughs> both distance and um anger throw yeah so we have a spot we go that is a liminal space where um it's liminal in a, in a, a lot of ways there's water and earth the ocean meets the land the river meets the ocean and the woods meet everything else and it's also definitely we call it face space because mm -hmm. it is definitely um nancy and i both work a lot with fairies and fae magic and the fae absolutely live on the other side of the river <laughs> and one of the things that I do in part of my work that I've been guided to do through meditations, through other work, through communication with my deity, etc., is we will frequently give things to the fairies, whether they're offerings or people who need to have things happen a little faster than it's happening. Fairy justice is a little different and it's yeah, I don't recommend it for everybody. If you don't know what you're doing, don't please don't try to do this. But I gave uh, I gave an offering to the Fae. And, and, um, and what uh, an offering it was. And I sent them some things that needed some justice. And I hurled it into Feyland. And I mean, I hooked that sucker. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think I could throw like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I went, what the... <laughs> Um, and their offering was um, jewelry, and they love jewelry, and it's very shiny, and it was well-loved jewelry. And things immediately shifted. Like, immediately that night, things started happening uh, in a good way for me. And you also got a headache, which you uh, almost, said is a magic headache. Left, yeah. Yeah. Before we even left that space, yeah. I had a, a terrible magic headache. We went, and we set up a beautiful altar. Yes. Um, We'll put post. We'll put <laughs> post on the web page. I haven't got around to doing that yet, but I will do it after this episode. They're gorgeous. It was absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. I thought. I I I think it's one of my my favorite altars that I've yeah. ever even been a part of. And the first time we've ever done it together. Yeah. So uh that was pretty cool. We did beach, uh, which uh, which is our spell jars, which is jars. Yes, which is jars. Um, 
Oh, I was going to tell you. Uh, my witch's jar, uh, which was things that were gathered on the beach and a couple of herbs and things that I had brought along to go into it. Um, it is currently firmly stuck to my selenite charging block. Nice. And I don't, I, like, it's, I can't. Oh, it's stuck, stuck. It's stuck, stuck. Oh. And I don't know what I thought, happened. I thought you were talking more <laughs> metaphorically, not. Um, it clearly mm. needs to be there. And yeah, it's not. Don't take it off. It's not bothering me in any way. Um, I just thought that that was really interesting. Um, mm. My spell jar was full of miscellaneous things that I had gathered on the beach that day and some herbs that I had put in before mm. and hibiscus. So it's this deep, dark red now. Oh, wow. And it's just gorgeous. And fits with the stuff that I'm doing just generally all around. Which I think right now, I mean, I don't know which intention you put into it, but um, protection or whatever, that's something you can really use in your life right now with oh, yeah. people. <laughs> people. Um, the other thing we did is I did a sigil where the waves, oh, I moved, I did two. I did mm -hmm. one down where the waves would took it away and counted it to the ninth wave and threw my intention out to it. And then we did one further up for the endeavor that Chris and I are working on. We'll give you more details as it. When we're ready, we are not ready. We're ready. We're not ready. <laughs> um, what else did we do besides have a really good time? Oh, we did readings. I did a reading yes, for you. We did a reading. Um, which was really interesting that there was almost immediate feedback, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then we just, we enjoyed a day in our one of our favorite towns. Yes. Which for me was as restorative because I haven't done any of that. Just getting away. And, and both of us, um, I'm pretty sure we're quite a percentage of Sea Witch, but I, that's my place. You yeah. could sit me on the beach for the rest of my life and I'd be fine with it. Give me my Kindle or some witchy books and I'm good to go. Yeah, sitting, sitting on the balcony, looking at the ocean, oh. having coffee oh. in the morning. Yeah. Like that is, that is it. Yeah. That is all I ever want. Yes. It's perfection. It, it definitely is that. I'm trying to think if we did, we did it all too with the witch jars. We did the sigil. Um, <laughs> your, <laughs> your, um, DeGuam <laughs> met pitching. I'm still amazed at that she threw it that far and that <laughs> it did what it did. Sign her up, New York Met. She is available. No, don't. <laughs> don't do that. Maybe we can have arm. you on the M's. It we can a have a side, witch's night where you do the throw out. <laughs> it was a sidearm softball pitch. Like, but, um. Yeah, but in your, in your uh, benefit, you have not thrown a ball in probably no. oh. since you were in your. In high school. In high school. So normally when you throw that hard, you could throw out your arm. But I'm it pretty was, sure she would have thrown 10 more witches jars with the same well, well what's really funny is that to me is just a sign that it was time to as we say it feed them to the fairies yeah well maybe, because, the, yeah, maybe the fairies helped you out because it's been a long time coming and like i said i've seen the impact of that immediately yeah. like this last week and it and it wasn't the impact that i wanted yeah. but it was the impact that was needed yeah and i see that now so. Yeah, brought that to mm -hmm, to mm -hmm, the head so it can be dealt with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, give us more reasons to throw more jars. Don't don't start with me. Okay. Uh, 
Listen, here at Lunar Magic Tea Time, we are very pro-hex. <laughs> um, it is fine if you are not pro-hex, but here... Do unto others as they do unto you. And when, <laughs> as, as a friend of mine likes to say, um, be kind, but don't take shit. And um, I, I... The other thing we did was watch the sunset. Yes. Oh, the, yes, we did. That was very important. Yes. Even though we had to go out in the 30-mile-an-hour winds to do it, we watched the sunset. So overall, 100% on our magical weekend. It was wonderful. Yes. It was wonderful. And that brings us to pop culture magic. And I have to keep saying pop culture magic because <laughs> when I started looking, one of the things that I do when I start researching an episode is no matter how well I know the topic or how well I know how I work with the magic or whatever yeah I like to look at what other people are saying I like to look up definitions I like to make sure that I'm giving the best advice or the best information that I can give so I was thinking because there's been talk in some of the circles that I'm in pop magic so I looked up the word the term pop magic and what I got right off the bat was if you look up pop magic you get two books by a gentleman named grant morrison that are all about chaos magic and i was like okay okay well the first magic of the or the first paragraph of the book that i first saw reminds us that magic is intention and that's the basic definition of chaos magic using your intention to control the world around you you and your will are the driving force behind the casting of spells and they're coming to fruition which sort of loops me back into something else i want to talk about this episode and that is how many styles and types of magic are going to have a lot of crossover and overlap when you join new uh, witchy spaces uh, facebook reddit so any social media but also any in-person things most people will ask you what kind of magic you practice. And outside of larger schools like Wicca or Asatru and some of the, like Voodoo or Hoodoo, where there's defined theologies and dogma, there's a great sort of flux in magical, quote, schools. So I'm a kitchen witch up to a point. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely an herbal witch, a crystal witch, a sea witch. You name yeah. me, like on and on and on and on. And because I don't work within a certain specific theology or dogma, there's a lot of crossover. Yeah. So that's a lot of background, really, to get to. This episode is really going to be about how to integrate pop culture into any of the magic that you use. Yeah, when you first uh, suggested this episode, I was thinking along the lines like, pop music or you know the culture the current cultures and that and um after reading your notes and looking out to me now it's more like how you manifest yeah. your magic or your visualization of how you're going to do your spell and i'm like okay i get it i get it now <laughs> like okay yeah let's do this <laughs> I, I could when i messaged you and said i want to do this episode on pop magic i could hear you even though we were on the internet. I could hear her going, I don't even know yeah, what, wait, what she, is she, like, why are, what is she on about? Yeah. And I was like, and it just, just trust, just trust. I was picturing her with K-pop. Absolutely. 
the, that is the thing that is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> the, the elemental magic, yeah. Anyway, so now it makes sense to me on that it's just, to me, it's visualization and mm-hmm. kind of like the way I use sigils in that, that you would use that same thing with yes. pop cultures to, yes. to strengthen your magic exactly. or to visualize your magic. If magic is intention, which is what we've been saying since yeah. the moment we st- yeah. met, uh, if magic is intention, then using things familiar to you are going to help you focus that intention in ways that just make the most amount of sense to you. Yep. Pop culture magic, or PCM, is the use of pop culture stories, characters, images, music, toys, etc. as magical mechanisms. The tools and techniques you use to bring your magic into being, pop culture paganism or PCP, is the use of popular <laughs> pop culture characters and stories as either an approachable face for traditional pagan deities and powers or as a substitute for more traditional powers and mythology. And that was a quote by Emily Carlin. Yeah, I saw some who, articles by her on the web who really has been kind of the face if you want to yeah since the 90s is that what i read the 90s quite a while yeah um one of the reasons i have been drawn to how she describes it is uh she uses a member of the the members of her favorite band to represent the elements when she's doing ritual work Mm -hmm. and and that is definitely something i because I personally love the idea of elemental magic, but outside of using tarot, which I would not put into pop culture magic because it's so, it's literally an ancient tradition. Yeah. And unless like you have some decks, don't you, that are kind of pop culture? So I I, I guess you could use that just as a visualization. Yeah. And and we'll, you probably, you talk about that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know we get so excited. Um, (laughs) So pop culture is our world. It's the culture we live in. Um, Our modern day heroes are not Hercules or the Tuatha Dé Danann. They're Captain America or sports figures or your favorite musicians, you know, your favorite TV stars. And, you know, if you were wanting the face of truth and justice and the American way. Yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah. Not only as Captain America, but read his Twitter feed, you know. He walks the walk. You know, so that's pop magic. Pop culture magic isn't rewriting traditions. It's molding traditions to fit the needs of modern life. Because especially if you're from um, a more traditional magical practice, Mm -hmm. a lot of the mythos and a lot of the superstitions and a lot of the, you know, like the toss the salt over your shoulder to avoid. Yeah a lot of those things don't necessarily fit with modern life but we can adapt if we want to completely involve magic and pagan life we can make those changes we have that power Mm -hmm. so some examples like you said um i have two welcome to night veil tarot decks and i use a lot of the concepts from actually the dresden universe by jim butcher Mm -hmm. when i write my spells so and i also have started using and welcome to night Vale greeting and when i write my spells for uh when i'm working with other entities in my spell work i use the greeting all hail um because one of the live shows that we went to the storyline that was in that was so 
meaningful to, to me. You. Yeah. And all hail was in that. And if you know the live show, you know the live show and you know why it means something. <laughs> I don't want to get like how to use pop magic. <laughs> go with what you know. Like I'm not going to go like em- Emily Carlin uses heavy metal because that's what she knows. I don't know heavy metal. I'm not going to use that. Yeah. But I do know the Dresden Universe by Jim Butcher very, very well. I've read all of the books at least twice. Um, and I find that Jim Butcher describes magic much in the way that I use magic. And um, one of the things that I <laughs> really, really love is that the main character, Dresden, consistently says from the very beginning of the books he consistently says you don't need the bells and whistles because magic is your intention you don't need them but golly they're fun (laughs) (laughs) and and he has a completely made up language that he uses that he made up that he uses to cast his spells and it's wonderful and i don't quite do that but i do a lot of other things within that world yeah and I certainly wouldn't use, like, I wouldn't use Hannibal because I'm not familiar with Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't use, you know, um, a soap opera like Gossip Girls because I'm not familiar with anything like that. That's yeah. not what I'm familiar with. But, you know, <laughs> use what you know. Be aware that working even with fictional entities can bring them to life in ways we didn't expect. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about intention as speaking things into being and that's um there's a lot of discourse in the paranormal investigation community that talks about don't make that face at me (laughs) that talks about the ability in these haunted houses and these haunted spaces where people investigators go in and they're convinced that something is there so they create something there they're not faking no, it has a life force of its own. But they're bringing, they're, they're literally speaking things into being. Yeah. And it, it, you know, American culture, Especially, yeah. because America, America is a, a very Christian-based culture, whether we like it or not. Yeah. The first words literally in that book are God said. He spoke everything into being. And we're doing the same thing. Yeah. Because, like I've always said, as um, Earthlings, we want to call us on this planet, we have so much more power than we've been, and I'm not going to bring, this could get too deep, but we've been convinced that we have no abilities and no powers, and uh, we actually are very powerful. Um, With all things magic, pay attention for signs and symbols. If you are integrating, I don't know, if you've decided to start working with Lord of the Rings as part of your pop culture magic, and you start seeing one ring, like just a phrase, one ring, or, you know, if you start seeing things that say, that are talking about orcs everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, like pay attention. It's a message, yeah. and, And be aware that's part of just being, living a pagan life. Yeah. It's like I always see one, nine out of ten times when I look at the clock, it's one, one, one. I'm like, really? Okay. What's the odds of that? It's not. I'm like, I look at the clock every five minutes. I'm like, okay, then the odds. I'm like, someone's trying to give me a message, but my receiver is kind of all messed up. Anyway. <laughs> and we're 
talking about that next time. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Don't miss the next episode. Oh, it's a good one. I already started. Oh. <laughs> there may be unintended consequences, and, and that's with any magic. However, with pop culture magic, they're not necessarily going to look the same as they do with traditional magic. Things may come out in ways you didn't expect. You may, your signs and your symbols are definitely going to be from other places. You may unintentionally create, I don't know, roadblocks for who knows. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a whole new way of communicating or visualization on that. So you're going to have to be mm-hmm. more aware. And, you know, we, I always say it constantly, journal, 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 not, not just the idea of a book of shadows, but an, uh, the idea of keeping track of what you're doing so that you can look back and see through the lens of hindsight mm-hmm. where your consequences happened or how they happened, um, not just with pop culture magic, but with literally any magic that you're doing. Yeah, I totally agree. Calling on pop culture figures. I have called on Princess Leia when I'm feeling scared or alone because she was never afraid. I mean, the first time you see her, she's standing up to the big bad bad guy and she's just not going to back down, period. Yeah. Um, well, not the first time we see her. You know what I mean. <laughs> and, you know, she, she was not afraid in the face of the faceless stormtroopers or Vader. She slayed one of her captors. Um and looked darn good doing it. And you know, Carrie Fisher was just as brave and as vocal about her battle with her mental health. And that's important and that's powerful. I've also used the image of Marsha P. Johnson in my social justice and equity work. Marsha P. Johnson is, uh, was a trans woman at Stonewall and um, legend has it it is uncooperated and and I don't want to make things you know I don't want to cloud it but legend has it that she is one of the ones that threw the first brick mm. um, hmm. and the P stands for pit no mind <laughs> I love no her mind. I love her so both of those are examples are both real people and mythologized people yeah in that Carrie Fisher was a real human yeah and she portrayed a mythological really because all stories have the ability to be myth Marsha P. Johnson was absolutely a real person Mm -hmm. but the stories of her role in Stonewall changed and yeah could possibly be mythologized. Yeah. Um, so choosing fictional universes that already contain magic is a really good place to start. Tolkien is great because Tolkien's world has magic and there's epic amounts of material to wade through. You could, uh, those songs, those Harry Potter, yeah. although we don't, mm. JK Rowling is a jerk and we don't stand for that. Yeah. Um, as I've said time and time again, the Dresden universe, any, um, you could easily use C.S. Lewis. There's a, a series that I have not read yet, but that I've heard is really, really good. Um, oh, yeah, the new, the, um, yeah, the court. I got to think of this after because, you know, I'm not in, I'm not a super fan of some of those, but 
Nora Roberts is one of my absolute favorite writer and she always has trilogies and I looked at it and I'm like okay I could go back and use some of those strong characters because they represent mm-hmm. things that I I mean I love her as a writer I was talking today one of my favorite lines from her um there's a mermaid and sounds like a joke going into a bar a mermaid a vampire a whatever <laughs> but um what the witch asked the they were downtown on this coastal town and there was a gay couple and she asked her, do you have, as mer people, do you have that? And she goes, I don't understand the question because love is love. Exactly. We don't have names for the different types. Mm-hmm. Love is just love. And I thought, so I love that woman. And besides her being an amazing writer. But now that I think about it, I might go back to some of those trilogies and use some of that mm-hmm. magic. Yeah. 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 Exactly. There's, um, and I think thought I read somewhere that there was a sequel to it, but I have not found it. Uh, there's a book called The Poppy Wars that is very, very good, um, that has elements of magic that you could easily integrate and use some of those characters as your as your communication liaison or whatever. You know, you could use Dungeons and Dragons or any mm-hmm. role-playing game that you have. Mm-hmm. Um if you're into more science fiction and wanting to bring technology, why not use Star Trek or, yeah. you know, you could, yeah, we talk, or we talk about Star Wars, any of those. Yeah. You yeah. could video games, you know, you want, and I've seen a couple of people, <laughs> I've seen a couple of people do some very cute, um, little uh witchy animal crossing places i you know, i totally was gonna go there but i thought that's your well, thing i'd let you <laughs> <laughs> I, I you could you know, totally you could, make your you could do little you could have a little altar that just is set up and that you clean and you yeah. know especially if you live in a small apartment and are really really crunched for space yeah or, and crunched yeah. for time and things like that why not yeah. so really the bottom line with pop culture magic is what speaks to you the practitioner the most what are you going to have the deepest most logical connection with Mm -hmm. that you can draw out and how can you make that work with the way you make magic yeah like are you a kitchen witch uh you know a little altar to Gordon Ramsay or Anthony Bourdain, um, especially Anthony Bourdain because he's crossed over and can have that, he can be that liaison to all of the hearth deities. Spirit guide of. I think that Anthony Bourdain would actually be ideal for that. Yeah. Because he was very much about hearth and the sharing and the. So, what, if, if you're interested in delving in to pop culture magic, I think the first question you need to ask yourself is what part of my magic am I going to use this in? Mm -hmm. Am I going to use it in my candle spells? Am I going to use it in my kitchen work? Am I, you know, where am I going to use it? Do I need to build an altar? What? And then look for things in your modern culture that you are connected to the things that speak the most to you. And find ways to make those two things dovetail. Yeah, I just thought, my mind, I'm so squirrel. While she was saying that, I thought, you know what? 
I'm going to make a collage sigil. Heck and heckers. <gasps> right? Heck and heckers. Oh, I love so that. So in your too. mind, you visualize what each piece of it mm -hmm. means mm -hmm. and it's a sigil. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like we'll that. See. We'll, see how, we'll see how it works out. <laughs> so, uh, so that's pop culture magic. That's how to use pop culture magic. <laughs> um, that's what Gizmo thinks too. Yeah, poor Gizmo. He's so neglected. <laughs> yeah, he is. He just wants to be my mommy. I have a um, Kakashan. He's half Kakashan and half Bijan, and he has separation anxiety with me if he's away from me. He just whines like if you can hear him, he's whining because he's upstairs. Because we moved our recording studio into the living room where we have air conditioning. Because this weekend, this past weekend in Oregon, uh, no. We were in hell. <laughs> we were literally in hell. 113 degrees. 113 degrees. Which so. anybody that knows Oregon is not common. <laughs> so if you are also, if you're listening to this and you have magical inclinations, maybe some rain for the Pacific Northwest, California mm -hmm. included, because parts of California are already catching fire. And, and yeah, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So, uh, you know, send us rain, rain, lots of, lots of rain would yeah. be great. We've already got the cooler temperatures, which we probably manifested, yeah, but okay. yeah, send us some rain because we do not want to deal with the fires that we dealt with last year. No know a single person who does and so that has been our episode on pop culture magic um you can find us uh, at lunarmagicteatime.com our email address is lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com you can find us on facebook instagram youtube tiktok i don't know where else um under <laughs> lunar magic tea time you can listen to the podcast on itunes stitcher spotify podbean google play and Castbox. Just look up the Lunar Magic Tea Time. And as always, um, have a very magical day. Bye.